Hello. Hello. You're sitting in a different spot. I am. I'm just trying to confuse you. No, this is it's it's Friday. This is Ketchup Cast after hours. There's no rules. <laughs> it is Ketchup Cast. Uh, yeah, it's a weird time to be doing it. This is this is unprecedented in the history of Ketchup Cast. No, that is not true. I, I'm sure we have recorded on a Friday before, but and we've recorded definitely we've recorded multiple multiple episodes in a day. I'm sure <laughs> four days yeah. is is not the craziest difference. It uh, it feels good though because I had my my pizza doing a podcast the uh top secret military equipment is packed in the car ready to go like mission's back on so uh you're you're on you're having second monday i'm having second monday uh but it feels good to uh have that rhythm and that closure uh there was a moment i thought i was gonna have to be called to action uh earlier today and, and whip up everything in a storm and head out but uh, it feels nice to have everything uh, the way it should be in the world. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. So, listen, just a just a brief bit of context without going to too much detail. Uh, mission was put on hold for Isaac. Just a brief. Uh, do not do not engage was issued on the mission uh yeah, so isaac yeah. isaac had a postponement to his uh his deployment do yeah. they deploy cia agents i don't know how this works i got uh, you can't tell me you're not allowed to tell me i realize because you have to kill me is the right word deploys like like sent into the field i don't know yeah i, or I guess the forest yeah. in your case not the field we uh i don't know we have to go you know go up to the birds and and you know, tweak all the birds' microphones, right. gather all the right. data and stuff. Change the batteries. Change the batteries. On what what do what do the birds take nowadays? Because I know it was it was the big nine volts back when they the were first ones, introduced. The but, ones. but have you guys upgraded that? Is it like the little C ones now, or what what do they run on? They they take watch batteries, but they take like ten of them. And you have to line them all up and then like stack them really carefully and then put them in there. Is there like a proper order? Like they they increase in voltage as you stack them up. No, you got to go back and forth, back and forth, you know? Oh, like okay. Positive, negative, positive, negative, and then, like, put them in there one at a time. It's very tedious. You need the little, give her, like, go to the uh, the jewelers. And they have the, the, the glasses, the really, the telescope glasses. Right. And you're like, really, dude, I, I just need my watch battery fixed. It's like, oh, put it on the glass. And I see, I don't, I don't have that knowledge from, from a jewelry store. I do have that knowledge from Toy Story 2, though. Oh, yeah? When he's, uh, when the guy's fixing Woody up. Oh, He's I did got... not see that one. You haven't seen Toy Story 2? I don't think I've honestly seen any of the Toy, Sto- Toy Stories. Did you grow up as a child? I, I think I, maybe I saw the first one, which came out like... Before we were born. Yeah. 95 it came out, 96. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a full Toy Story movie. What? Yeah. How is this, how is this that shocking? I just feel like everyone has seen Toy Story. Like that's one of those films that just every single human being who has access to seeing films has seen. I'm gonna like get the premise. Like I understand it. Well, yeah, the premise is is pretty straightforward. But you, I think you're the first person I've ever been friends with who has not seen Toy Story. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, to to make a long story short, uh, listeners, we we recorded our episode on on our normal Monday four days ago, and Isaac reached out to me last night and asked for for second Monday, basically. Yeah. Except it's Friday, so it's it's like the best kind of Monday where I don't have to go to work in the morning. 
Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm I'm stoked you're uh, celebrating your Friday. Having a bevy. Had pizza uh, myself earlier. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Did you get new headphones? No, I've had these forever. Oh. They probably just look different because it's a different light illuminating me. Different light, sitting sideways on the couch, you know, getting funky with it. Living it up. Yeah, that's cool. I just came in from the reason we started late. I had I realized I haven't emptied my cat's litter box in like three days. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got to get on that. And I never wear like a coat or anything. I just throw my Crocs on, run out to the dumpster and throw throw everything in there. Uh, it's a negative yeah. four wind chill here right now. I don't know what it's like there. We've got a wind really? chill thing in effect. It's supposed to get, I guess, between negative 15 and negative 20 wind chill for the next day or so. Uh, so it was quite chilly out there. Must be coming off that lake you got there because uh, it's 11 degrees here. With, With wind chill? No wind chill. No wind going on right now. You've got a winter storm warning. Supposed to be eight inches by Monday. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It is going to get colder tomorrow. It's going to be in the single digits tomorrow, but not horrifically cold. You've been in colder. Yeah. I mean, last week we talked about my, or last episode, we talked about my adventure with the the bug outfit in the, uh, in the wind out on the lake, cross country skiing. So I think I'll be able to handle it. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, not to go into details of the CIA outside of birds, are you guys still intense for this? When is this cold? No, no, we get we get secret CIA bunkers we can sleep in that you know are under underground. The doors are in the trees. You just hold oh, the tree and is is it like a spiral floor. staircase that goes down? Yes, but that's cool as hell. That's it's actually that, that's so cool. Yeah, now now I'm gonna have to kill you though. Shit! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I oh no! I see the red oof! Kaboom! <laughs> All right, everybody, we're continuing on with the podcast, just Isaac this time. Hello, this is Ethan, the same Ethan as before. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Replaced you with Russian Ethan. Um, I love when when the meme happens. Ha ha. The meme. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, yeah, we got we got places to stay that aren't super cold. There's a there's a temperature at which it's it's good to go inside and, and one that we stay outside. So um you know how i usually have something to play with in my hands while we're talking mm-hmm. at first i was playing with the little thing on my cup here uh i i that is i hate that i do that but it's yeah constant constant but i thought about that when we're recording so i found a different thing to play with that's uh not making too much noise hopefully Just... that's very thoughtful of you yeah see i'm recording with i'm using my computer microphone Yes. as my microphone right now because my other mic is full and I haven't emptied the card yet but this laptop's sitting on my lap so that means any movement is gonna be wildly loud yeah so I apologize to the listeners for the sound of my legs I think the low quality is what they're coming for to be honest with yeah, you yeah this is this is casual ketchup cast lo-fi I think is lo-fi we'll just do <laughs> we'll just find some lo-fi beats and just play them under the entire <laughs> this episode that's what it's about man I like the lo-fi don't need no hot man. People will do like lo-fi covers of like movie scores. You ever listen to those? Mostly this the Studio Ghibli ones. Yeah. The Harry Potter Grand Hall ones or the um There's a great Star Wars one. It's a live stream, much like the the 24/7 one that's always going on YouTube, the famous one. Yeah. But someone replicated that art from like the the famous one with the girl doing her homework but it's like ahsoka tano and she's on coruscant but it's like the same pose the same like she's on a data pad nice. uh, it's, it's a nice touch i think it, i think that's fun that's great that's great speaking of star wars ooh, this is perfect 
Have you seen The Mandalorian? I have seen Mandalorian. Isaac, I've been waiting two years to have this conversation <laughs> with you. I know I'm way behind on the train here, but uh, as the train's making a second pass and a lot of people are, are stuck at home again, um, I hopped back on the train as it went back through town and got on the Mandalorian uh, Express here and watched it all in like two days. The whole show, both seasons? Yeah. Okay, so full spoilers ahead. Full spoilers ahead. We'll put a timestamp in if you somehow have not experienced any of the spoilers. I feel like they were all over the internet, but if you don't know some of the spoilers, like about how Plo Koon shows up and... What? He doesn't. That's the the joke. Actually, that Plo Koon was a cover they used to mask who the real cameo at the end of season two was in the script and they did concept art that it was Plo Koon who's one of the Jedi from the prequels. He's dead though. So just, anyway. just in case anything leaked, they would be okay with it. Yeah. Wow. That's that's they do that stuff right there. They shoot multiple endings. They like just in case stuff like that leaks for big for big stuff. Dang. That's uh that's intense. But we're heading to spoiler town folks. How much did you know about the show going in besides Baby Yoda? That's about it, to be honest with you. I know some folks that enjoyed it, um, and I had some time on my hands, so I went to go watch it. And yeah, what did I? What, what did I say? That? See, what's crazy oh, is yeah. when I when I went into the show, I didn't know about Baby Yoda. They kept oh, Baby really? Yoda under wraps until that first episode aired. Wow. Somehow, that's because they they didn't have merch available. Like they didn't submit patents for any merch. There was no like until this reveal was out. So Damn. you you and I have different experiences with Baby Yoda. No, I knew Baby Yoda was in it, and I liked the character of Baby Yoda. He was cute and like always eating things and like touching things he shouldn't. Like what babies do, which is great. I, I the the one episode where he's like eating the frog woman's eggs. Yo, stuff. that. When it's like the last of their species and he's just yeah. slowly taking them out one by one. People I got, I think I talked about this in episode, people got mad at him, like fake mad at him on the yeah. internet. Like maybe Yoda's canceled for genocide. <laughs> Destroying a whole species here. <laughs> um, I liked how the, okay, I was talking to another person about this, um, about how it's like Mandalorian comes into town seeking information and the villagers or some important person is like, I have the information you seek, but you must help me with this one thing first. Helps him with the one thing, gets the information, moves on to the next planet. Hi, I'm here to find the Mandalorians or Jedi or whatever. I have the information you seek, but you need to help me with this one thing first. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> it's it such, like, it's, it's like a classic Western trope that they've perfectly replicated. Yeah. With yeah. this faceless and yet somehow incredibly compelling protagonist slash single dad. <laughs> but it makes these clean, concise episodes that are like, all right, at the end of the episode, his ship's flying off the planet off to the next one. And you're like, okay, on the next planet, probably something's going to happen. But at least for now, they're safe and they're flying to the next one. And then the next episode is the shenanigans that happen on that planet. And then... At the end of the episode, all right, he's flying off to the next one. Um, I think there's only like one or two episodes or a couple of episodes that branch over two episodes. I think. And it is only like two episodes that like tie into yeah. each other. Like it's never longer than that. Yeah. So it's not like it's a huge commitment. Which is kind of cool. 
that felt like uh, did you see the show samurai jack no but i know of it very similar concept where every every episode he's like transported to a new world to like search for i forget what he's searching for i think he's searching for aku the shape-shifting demon of darkness of course and um and he gets to the world and he defeats the the problem or whatever he has on the vill- the the world and then the next episode he travels on to the next one it's just like very repetitive but also very satisfying and cool so yeah. you know samurai jack has other ties to the star wars universe you know this no what's that it's the guy who did samurai jack jenny Tartak- scott jenner tartakovsky i if i saw his name i would be able to pronounce it jendy tartakovsky i think is my without looking at it guess that his name he did in 2004 i want to say a mini series about the clone wars hmm. uh that aired on i think it was cartoon network in between episodes two and three like releasing so this isn't the uh, animated show with Ahsoka Tano and uh, the clones and all that. This is a 2D animated miniseries uh, just really? about different characters in the Clone Wars. There's like a Mason Windu short. There's one about General Grievous. There's one about uh, and, cool. and George Lucas saw Samurai Jack, liked the animation style, liked like the, the quickness and like complexity yeah. of it and had him do this show. And it's largely, it's, it's not canon- you know whatever whatever that means to people sure uh and a lot of it has been sort of transplanted into other star wars media plot wise uh but you know that that does there are there is precedence but i also like that i was talking to somebody about this an, another thing about how like the whole canon thing with star wars and with the mcu and stuff it's it made play i think i was talking to you about this it makes playing with those characters hard like you get a Lego set and you're like, ah, oh, that was like one of my favorite things is building Star Wars Lego sets and, mm-hmm. and making up new stories with General Grievous or, you know, like the Jedi that I had or like whatever. And you get to create those stories and play with them. But then the next movie comes out and it's like, oh, that person's dead and you can't, these two people yeah. work together, so yeah. you can't do that. And like, it's all like, well, you know, you're, you're killing the creativity by making more lore. But what I like about the Mandalorian is that it doesn't ruin that creativity. Like he could have had dozens of other episodes on dozens of other planets that fit right in. Right. It could be like, yeah, of course he goes to this planet, which means when I, you know, the children that play with the Mandalorian or play with the stories of, of, you know, the other bounty hunters, it's like, yeah, there's so much creativity there and they can explore it without setting it in stone and concrete where you can't like oh this is the way it has to be or else it's not canon anymore because you know right well they did a really good job of making the mandalorian uh or or din Djarin, as is his name but no one calls him that i call yeah. him mando when i refer to him i refer to him as mando yeah we're cool you know, like I that feel like that's like a racial slur i don't know people call him that and he's cool with it yeah but like it's like calling someone a brit i guess it's not a race it's a creed so never mind yeah maybe there is a difference there it's also a race though it's both no it's not well there's a planet mandalore and people from it who are mandalorian who aren't warriors i guess that's true there's i'm gonna contradict myself in a minute but what i really like about mando is he doesn't know anything about the star wars canon or universe either 
he's just a guy doing his job and he sort of stumbles into all this bigger picture stuff. That's true. He's never heard of the force. He doesn't know what the Jedi are. He doesn't know, like he knows nothing. Like he, he knows the empire was bad because they were, you know, fascists. That's pretty straightforward. He knows he's got a job to do and everything else is just like, I guess I'll figure it out. And I really like that. There's something satisfying. Like, well, this, I'm just doing it. I, I like that too. Of you're like, ah, this dude's just finding his own way. And yeah, that is cool. Before I get into my other thing, I'm curious, do you have any standout moments? Like like episodes or just like oh. scenes or characters that really stood out to you? Hmm. Um, at first I didn't like the uh, the most Esley lady. Oh, Amy Sedaris's character. Is that Amy Sedaris? Yeah. Oh, dang. That's why it was so familiar. I was like, man, she sounds like David Sedaris. Huh. Like, thought about that for a while. I was like, uh, probably just coincidence. But that makes a lot of sense now. I didn't like her very much. But then I came to like her more and more. There's there's a bunch of characters like her that are played very differently than, like, your traditional Star Wars character. They're like, they're they're real people transplanted into the Star Wars universe, which is, which I found very jarring at first. But I, I don't know. It's so funny now. Like, it does feel very real. Yeah, the people feel more real. Yeah, there's a scene in the Book of Boba Fett, the new show about Boba Fett, uh, mm-hmm. where they go into the mayor's office and they walk into the, the front office, of the mayor's house, business, whatever. And it's it's lit with this like sickly overhead fluorescent light. And there's just <laughs> people sort of waiting around. He's like, hey, do you have an appointment? Uh, it, it's, it's a DMV. They've put a DMV in Star Wars and it's yeah. so spot on. And I think that sort of thing, and then the 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 characters playing very normal people in inside this crazy Star Wars universe, I find it very appealing in a way. Yeah, it's just it's it's charming, and, and it allows those side characters to shine really well. And I think where the old movies, it was like you only see the stories of the main people. Yeah, you know the side characters are like, you know, they they don't speak or they're they get out of the way of the main character um but those tiny little side characters are really fun and cool interesting and and uh i don't don't think it breaks my immersion in the universe at all i think it it helps out you know um yeah i agree i like that there was a scene where two stormtroopers are kind of talking to each other and then they like start practicing with their pistols (laughs) they won't miss yeah are those the same ones that beat the shit out of baby yoda a little bit later yeah they do yeah i found that really hard to watch yeah that was tough yeah baby yoda is this incredible achievement because he's you know he's nothing right he's a little puppet that is just cute but they managed to like i find myself so fiercely protective of him Mm. that if he gets even the slightest amount of danger my my chest gets tight and we also have such investment in him because of yoda because of yoda yeah yeah because we have that we're like "Mm." right like they gave him a name he's got a name but no one calls him that yeah, that's true. No one, even Star Wars fans, no one's like, ah, oh, Grogu, yeah. He's Baby Yoda. Tonight, I watched the first episode of uh, The Book of Boba Fett, intending to watch that later. Kind of wet my appetite for mm-hmm. it. Um, it seems very much in the same the same curve. As, yeah, it's uh, very much, the, it's, it's the same guy. I mean, it's the same, same writer, same directors. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. There's only three episodes out right now, so we'll we'll maybe watch it as it comes out not two years after it comes it's out. it's really fun to sit down weekly and watch a star wars 
Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much Clone Wars or Rebels or any of that you watched uh, growing up. I watched a little bit of the Clone Wars. Because I watched Clone Wars every single week from when oh, it yeah. aired to when it was canceled. And then yeah. when it was canceled again. And then when they finally finished it six years after that. Like I watched yeah. Clone Wars weekly every single time it came out. And Rebels, I also watched pretty religiously. Rebels, I don't like as much as Clone Wars, though it has moments. Uh, and so that was that was my Star Wars growing up because the, mm-hmm. the movies weren't coming out at that point. The sequels came out when we were adults. The prequels came out when we were little kids. So that's what I like when I think of Star Wars, I think of Ahsoka Tano and I think of uh, I think of Mandalore because there's a lot of stuff with Mandalore in the Clone Wars and the Darksaber, uh, which yeah. plays a pretty important role in, in the show. This is just going to be Mandalorian episode. That's all, That's all right. Maybe we transplant this into episode 66. Maybe we save this. Oh, right. We're going to do a Star Wars one for that. But... Maybe this is this is what happens. I don't know. Maybe we'll that'll see. be Book of Boba Fett. That's uh, true. We could do a sequel to this one. Discussion. First yeah. episode of the sequel. Um, but season one of Mandalorian has is very much that there's very little connection to any larger Star Wars stuff besides Stormtroopers and some of the characters uh, <laughs> until the very end when uh, Moff Gideon comes out of that TIE fighter with the Darksaber, right. which I mean, describe your reaction to that because you don't have the history, you don't know the history of the Darksaber that I know. Well, you, you see a black lightsaber. What are your, your thoughts? Well, see, part of me is like, wow, that's cool. And that's that's like badass and weird. And like, dang, what's this, you know, Imperial commander doing with a lightsaber? Um, so I like it. But then it's also I wonder if for some people it gets to the point where you can't you're like that breaks the rules i thought only jedi had lightsabers now i'm confused i don't know what the lore of that is because i didn't watch the clone wars cool it looks badass but like it starts to creep into the like the the too deep down the rabbit hole that's why i can't watch like the mcu stuff is because mcu can't you can't jump on it anymore you have to start from the beginning now i don't know what this weird rock crystal thing that goes in the gauntlet is for or why this person disappeared but not this person i don't know the weird exception about that guy's hammer like you know you're just so Mm -hmm. out of it with all these little tiny hints to and if you're in it you're in it and you love those hints and you love the lore and you're like oh cool that's that because of that yeah but i want to pick up a movie i want to pick up the Mandalorian having not watched a Star Wars thing in three years probably since the 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 third trilogy came out or whatever um and be be just as in it and know all the references and stuff so but they kept it pretty good like it wasn't having said that I could still be in it and watch it and yeah that's what I was curious about because season two is very different from season one and that season one is very disconnected from Star Wars and season two is very much look at all these references to the animated shows that we're going to put in here uh, because the dark saber has its roots in clone wars and, and rebels. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just to get all nerdy for a moment. The first Mandalorian Jedi that was hit there. I think his lightsaber, uh, mm-hmm. but then the Mandalorians and the Jedi had a falling out and the Mandalorians raided the Jedi temple and stole it. And it became a symbol of the power of Mandalore and was passed down from leader to leader. And there was like a trial by combat to like pass on the leadership. Darth Maul had it for a while uh, when he took over Mandalore. Uh, not strictly relevant to our discussion. I just like throwing that out there. Darth Maul was king of Mandalore for a moment. But like they bring in Ahsoka Tano, uh, yeah. which for me, who Ahsoka Tano is my favorite Star Wars character and I, like, like absolutely obsessed with her, to have that, to have her transition from animation to live action was 
one of the wildest like moments uh, as a fan of something in my Are life. You satisfied with that or no? Uh, it's hard because it's a different actress. Rosario Dawson didn't do the voice for her in Clone Wars, so it's di- a completely different voice than right. what I associate with Ahsoka. The acting was good, and white lightsabers look cool as hell in live action, it turns out. Uh, yeah. It was satisfying. I mean, it was satisfying to see Ahsoka. And that, too, is a little hint of, like, oh, white lightsabers? That's, like... Right, what's going on with that? Yeah, which I think is a thing, right? There's a... Well, it... do you want me to go full, yeah, full lore? Explain. So, Ahsoka Tano left her... Well, she left the Jedi Order in Season 5 of Clone Wars because she was framed for a bombing. Uh, and basically the Jedi immediately turned the it, Clone Wars is largely about the fall of the Jedi and how like their power was really uh, corruption and uh, blindness. Like, it's, it's about the downfall of the Jedi order that they themselves caused and the emperor just sort of exploited. They were going to downfall anyway, but she leaves the Jedi order, leaves her lightsabers behind uh, a few years later in what is the finale of the Clone Wars she leads an attack on Mandalore because Maul is stationed there. They're trying to capture Maul. She gets new lightsabers. But then Order 66 happens. She has to escape. She leaves those lightsabers behind and starts a new life as a nobody. Um, but the Empire starts sending out these guys called Inquisitors after, after former Jedi. Uh, they're yeah. basically Force-sensitive uh, assassins that Darth Vader trained uh, to kill jedi mm-hmm. um and she takes she takes one down takes, she takes a couple down uh without lightsabers she just like through mastery of the force and just being the best kills two and takes their yeah. lightsabers and one of the things that the new canon of star wars again like canons whatever in the old canon sith lightsabers were red because they used kyber crystals that were uh synthesized like they weren't pure mm-hmm. kyber crystals but a new canon Sith steal kyber crystals from the kyber vaults, not vaults, the kyber caves on the planet of Ilum. Fuck, I haven't <laughs> talked about this level of nerd shit in so long. I'm just going to do a deep dive and you can yeah, keep going. Back. If you're in it, you're in it. And the force isn't inherent. Like the, the dark side of the force is like a corruption of the force itself. Like the force isn't meant to flow like that. So mm-hmm. the crystals bleed because they're being like used in a corruptive way and that causes the blades to turn red so she takes these these like corrupted kyber crystals from these inquisitors she's killed and basically like uses her light side force to heal them and mm. they turn white and she's not a jedi like she left the jedi order and there's no jedi order anyway they're yeah. just lightsabers like it's just she is she is an ally of the light side of the force but not affiliated with any religious cult of that right uh so it, there's there's a lot of symbolism there it's it's i just referenced about like six different star wars mediums there were books in there and comic books and tv no, shows I mean, and but that's kind of what i'm getting at with the like oh can you can you play with these characters and have your own imagination included in their stories without bumping up against too many canon walls you know and i think they're um, does a good job of sort of avoiding that there i mean there are characters like um Bo-Katan who's in the season two she's the red-headed Mandalorian woman yeah she's a Clone Wars character she worked for Darth Maul for a while actually but like there's that's not necessary to know you know she's a true Mandalorian you know she's the heir to the throne like that's enough yeah. for the story yeah. and 
and with the dark saber like they explain the lore i mean they explain like this is the symbol of, of power mm-hmm. you get you get more you sort of understand more earlier on if you know that like when she's asking about it, you know why earlier if you know who True. she is and what it is but that's explained you really don't need to know who ahsoka is to get anything out of that episode that True. she's in it's still a great episode the only thing yeah. she she asks the uh, the magistrate she says where's grand admiral thrawn that's the only thing that you'd have to know yeah i didn't remember i didn't know that one so that moment when she said that i let out an audible gasp which is not something i do very often usually i just sort of like you know inhales but this was like my jaw dropped and i gasped loudly because in star wars rebels grand admiral thrawn was well grand admiral thrawn is a character who was first introduced in the 90s in a book called heir to the empire this was the first ever look this was this was like my my high school like getting deep 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 in the star wars canon uh i've i've sort of surfaced a bit since then but i still have all this knowledge Go ahead. Uh, it, it was the first ever authorized sequel to star wars uh basically admiral thrawn was this former imperial uh moth admiral who like studied his enemy's weaknesses through their art and through their like culture and like hmm. would, would be able to and he had these lizards that stopped him from being affected by the force that's not canon anymore, but they reintroduced him into Rebels. Uh, and basically, the end of Rebels, spoilers, he and the main Jedi character of that show get sent off into hyperspace by these space whales, uh, which, which again, sounds crazy. But they get like sent off into unknown space, uh, like, like beyond the outer rim. No one yeah. knows where they are. And the show, the very last scene of the show is Ahsoka Tano and another character named Sabine Wren, who is actually a Mandalorian. Uh, setting off on a quest to find Ezra the Jedi and to find Thrawn uh, mm-hmm. and that's how the show ends and there have been rumors that they were going to revisit that story for years but nothing ever came of it so when Ahsoka asked where Thrawn was that was a big like oh shit they're revisiting this story uh, it's a tie-in they're making an Ahsoka TV show for Disney Plus oh, okay. that's what it's a tie-in for it was mm. sort of a tease uh, but I feel like that's the only moment and I guess knowing who Luke Skywalker helps too, but if you're watching The Mandalorian, you know who Luke Skywalker is. Yeah, I was going to say, they uh, probably, yeah, you probably got that one. What did you um, think of him showing up? It was cool. I think I kind of guessed it. Because like, you know, you see the green lightsaber, you see the right. black robe, and you're like, okay. And then you kind of get a couple more hints. Like you see he's missing a hand. He's got like one human hand, one like black. Right, he comes in an X-wing. and like... hand, Right, you kind of like put it together slowly. But in that scene, you're slowly putting it together as he's like killing the droids and coming up mm-hmm. to the door. And you're like, it's coming, it's coming. And you like see another hint and you're like, that's him. And then you see another hint and you're like, yeah. And then finally, like you take the hood off. And... and they're getting really good at that CGI, man. See, I like, think he looked so good until, he's t- until he talked. Yeah. And then the bottom half has a face moved and the top half didn't. And I was like, oh, oh, I see. You could tell too that they tried to minimize his lines mm-hmm. and and him in the screen at the same time. So there were some of his lines that were spoken, but you didn't actually see him, which like is fine. I know they gotta do that, but you know how they um, did it? You know how they got him there? Like the the same way they put um Leia back in uh the other one. Well, yes, but they also got Mark Hamill on set to do it. They shot it oh, really? twice, once with Mark Hamill and once with a double. Huh. Uh, and so they, I think they combined them and CGI'd a lot of it. But he's the one delivering the lines. It's Mark Hamill. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That would be probably closer than any voice actor you could find. Yeah. You know? even, even though he's older. Did you see the, uh, the, 
the Mandalorian meme page is like the Mark the CGI Mark Hamill and the Mandalorian looks more like the Mark Hamill in the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's really they probably got they probably got the same amount of touch up going on though too. Yeah. Mark Hamill is so made up in the holiday special and also so very clearly drunk. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I wouldn't recommend it. It's very bad. But everyone is so drunk. You can tell, like, Mark uh, Garrison Ford's like, yeah, kid. Yeah. Oh, Chewy, we got to get there for life day. Carrie Fisher's, I'm not going to, Carrie Fisher's dead. I shouldn't make fun of her. She's a wonderful, she was a wonderful woman. I'm not yeah. going to do an impression of her. Um, oh, what else? Ballsy move to remove Baby Yoda from your show at the height of its popularity. What do you mean? Well, like, the show's not going to be about Baby Yoda at Luke's school. There's no way they can consistently do luke skywalker do you think they're they're gonna continue the mandalorian they're shooting season three right now oh really okay yeah i I was thinking that would be clean great move on to boba fett cool from what i understand boba fett is just a mini series for now like just the one i mean they could very easily at least from the three episodes that are out they very i I could see them making it a full show but yeah they're shooting mandalorian season because that's those these shows are easy to shoot Nothing's easy to shoot in pandemic, but like you don't have to go on locations because it's all this like crazy. Have you seen how they do this, how they do the sets? So some of it's real, but some of it is this like this screen that they do. It's like a a curved screen and they project not even projection. It's 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 you should look it up because it's really cool. It's a background like it's a it's a background on this screen, but the screen is such high quality that the camera can't tell the difference. Whoa. They can put anything on the screen. They can make any location. Huh. And it's like hyper realistic. And it's interesting. You can do it like on a set with a small amount of crew. You don't have to like ship out to Tunisia or anything. Because some of those places are really cool that they I mean they go to an ice planet, they go to the jungle planet, they go to the desert planet. I would like, like to talk about the ice planet for a moment. The spiders. Uh because I when they when that when episode they they had a little teaser for each episode before it came out on Twitter. It was like three or four shots, just yeah. given a hint. And usually it didn't spoil anything. Like the Ahsoka one showed nothing about Ahsoka. Right. Uh the you know, there was no Luke Skywalker in the but the one for the spider episode showed Frog Lady, it showed uh the, the ship crashing. There was nothing about these spiders. There was no hint that there were gonna be giant spiders. And it's all like it's a funny, it's a nice, fun episode for a while, right? Like, you know, there, the, the, there's a cool crash. There, there's Amy Sedaris and a giant ant. Uh, Baby Yoda's committing genocide. There's yeah. a frog in a hot spring. Like, it's great. And then Baby Yoda <laughs> reaches into this egg, and you see the little dead spider inside, and the music changes. And I just remember sitting. It was a Friday night. These episodes used to come out on Fridays. I just finished a week of work. I was tired. I was excited to watch my Star Wars. And I just like felt my chest start to tighten as I realized what was about to happen. And then when all the eggs start to hatch, like it, it I wish I could, I like, it was not a pleasant moment for me, but I wish I could relive it because it was just such, like such a visceral turn. Yeah. To, to go from fun to spider to the realization of what was going to happen. And then to have it be so like wildly horrifying and disgusting and terrifying there were so many spiders when the door is closing and he just like puts his flamethrower in there and just so good so good and then they like they're getting away and then the big one oh 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so well done, but so horrifying. Because I, 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 I'm not a spider fan. I don't know if that's ever come up on the show. I hate spiders so much. Yeah. So that was a tough watch. I also liked in that episode, they had the, the X-Wing cops show yeah. up again. <laughs> um, or no, that's when that's when you see the X-Wing cops for the first time, I think. No, they're in season one. They're in season one, too. The, uh, the episode where they break the guys out of prison. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they come and they bomb the uh, space station. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. But you see, you see them come again and they ask like, oh, we need your, we need your number. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, it's, it's not working. You know, I, I got to fix that. Oh, thanks for taking care out here. Like, no, we, we really need to see your number. And then well, he just, <laughs> out of the plant, he just immediately gets out of there. Yeah. Um, so good. That, that's what I mean. Like the touches of like the real world, but Star Wars-ified is so good. Yeah. It, it breathes such life into it. Like you get that feeling of like, oh, these are cops. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. And, like and, the Mandalorian and, just got pulled over. <laughs> And, and those cops actually one of the cops is, is dave filoni who's the guy responsible for clone wars and rebels and and part of the mandalorian so that's kind of oh, really? cool um nice. oh, what else was really good in the show uh the first episode of season two where they they fight the crate dragon oh with the ranger with, with cob vanth and and he's actually a character from the books who who made his jump into live action which is cool like oh, he's cool. a pre-established character uh i thought that was a great episode like just really satisfying to watch very western yeah very western and then boba fett's there at the end with like no explanation yeah why does he come in oh to to take his armor back yeah i'm glad you finally watched it because i've been i've been on board the mandalorian train since it came out i think it's a great show uh you know i've i'm sure i've talked about herzog being just truly incredible on it playing fully playing himself everyone else around him is doing a star wars and he's just wearing a herzog (laughs) i would like to see the baby it's yeah. so good he was very good in that man uh he was hilarious oh, everything about that show is so good you like the book of boba fett so far I, the first episode is great yeah i think and this is this is a controversial opinion i think star wars works better tv than movies uh yeah i also i mean i've experienced i've experienced it more personally as a television show between clone wars and True. stuff so I, I certainly have that bias but here's the thing. I like it because it reminds me again of, of playing Lego Star, playing with Lego Star Wars or Lego action figures as a kid and making up my own stories with characters that were somewhat familiar, but filling in those gaps. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, what? Like, I remember playing with Clone Wars, making up my own Clone Wars stories when I was playing with Legos. Uh Because I knew there's this huge gap in the timeline. Right. Oh, there's a whole war they don't even show. You know, or they show for like 30 minutes in the one film and you're like, dang. It's kind of wild how the films do that because the episode two ends with, I mean, very little Yoda says, begun the Clone Wars app. That's episode two, how it ends. You see all yeah. the clones in episode three is like, yeah, they're over. Right? Like, oh, okay. But, so you get to fill in your imagination with that, with the characters that you have. And now they're doing that with Boba Fett and they're doing that with other Mandalorian dudes. And like, it, it's kind of cool to, to, relive that um and that's really fun to feel to be like oh yeah and, and where i was going with this back to the movie versus tv thing is that you you get to play you get to feel that sense of play again when oh you show up to the new planet and here's this creative problem solving thing here's this like 30 to 40 minute like play imagination that you had as a kid 
wrapped up in a bow and then 40 minutes and it's over. Unlike the movies where they're having to push this really heavy cart of the, of the sagas and you right. know, the, the skywalkers and these like huge plots and a big death star machine thing that's going to blow up worlds. And it's like, wow, this is a lot of story getting shoved down my throat. That's not as creative or like, and it's all very like heavy and and weighty, and sometimes you just want fun, silly, like yeah. fluffy. Not that the Mandalorian's fluffy, but I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's ultimately a show about a single dad trying to do right <laughs> by his son. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's it is. I mean, but it very much has that vibe after essentially the first episode. Yeah, kinda. See the Mandalorian Which, with a laugh track. That'd be hilarious. Someone made us like a sitcom opening of the show. <laughs> it's it's really well done because there's so many moments. I mean, with Baby Yoda especially, so many moments of just perfect levity. Yeah. You know, Baby Yoda spends a good chunk of an episode trying to steal space macarons from a classmate and then throws them up because his dad drives too fast. Yeah. It's it. There, there's no reason <laughs> for that, but it's excellent. It's pretty good. And they marketed the show like when they first when it was coming out, the, all the trailers were like this gritty, like, look at the Mandalorian slicing people with doors and flamethrower. Like, this guy's a badass. And mm-hmm. going into the show, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. And the show turns into look at this very kind hearted man with a cool hat who loves his son. It's like, oh, yeah. actually, this is what I wanted. You're right. Yeah. He kind of felt like a knight to me. Mm-hmm. Not so much a cowboy, but more of a knight. A knight, yeah. You know, he's got the shiny armor and he's on his like quest to find the Holy Grail or something, you know, not so much the like Western that everybody says it was. But yeah, the stories are very much Westerns, like the, the story structure. But he's you're right. He's not he's he's a knight. He's like a lone knight. He's like Don Quixote. Yeah, kind of. Not that he's chasing uh, not that he's chasing windmills. But... I haven't read all of Don Quixote, but. I haven't either. Maybe this is a, maybe I just made a bad reference. But... <laughs> a terrible reference. We don't know. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I think it's interesting because they've got a big name actor, Pedro Pascal, to play him. Mm-hmm. But they like, I mean, he's very rarely is it him in the suit. They've got it's a stunt double for most of it because they don't need sure. him. He's just doing the yeah. voice. But those moments where you see his face are all the oh. more powerful, especially yeah. at the end of season two, when Baby Yoda like, oh. Oh, I, oh, I was I was a yeah. mess at the end of season two. Like I was blubbering. That was a good that was a good move there. Um, also, when he has to take it off in the base to like yeah. stand his face in, that's pretty tough. That whoever played that guy, the um, Bill Burr, not Bill Burr. He did a good job too. Oh, the the Imperial, the Imperial guy? guard that they're talking to. Man, he was so just evil i would i feel like it would be so much fun to play one of the imperial because every single one of them is just absolutely slimy and like you're a nazi man you're playing a nazi like full on and he's committed to it it's so good like like you could envision him just like wearing a nazi uniform and just like saying nazi stuff you know like you could but it wasn't that it was the imperial stuff and like Oh, you know, we just had to kill all those people because it was just great. And you're like, oh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you know, 
and then he gets killed. And Bill Burr just shoots him. And what's someone pointed this out? This isn't me noticing that, but I is the way Pedro Pascal plays all those scenes, like he gives a little side glances to to Bill Burr, Mm -hmm. but he's he's doing them with his whole head because he's playing a character who only ever looks through a helmet, who has no peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. So everything is turning his whole head, turning his whole head. Oh, I think about that. Oh, I guess so. I, I I don't spend my days wearing helmets very often. Uh, so yeah. I can't I can't confirm unless it's a bike helmet, but that doesn't really really cover your face. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's it was very well a lot of good actors in there and a lot of good uh could you imagine like like you're an actor and somebody asks, Oh, do you want to come on board on this Star Wars thing? You're like, Yeah, of course. Who would say no? Right. But at the beginning, they couldn't do that. They just had to pick like like even Harrison Ford, like wasn't even Harrison Ford was a was the carpenter and he he came in to read lines in auditions. Like he he right. read the lines opposite the people who were auditioning. And and George Lucas was like, I'm not gonna cast it. I already put Harrison Ford in American graffiti, I'm not gonna put him in Star Wars. But then he kept reading the Han Solo lines in the auditions. George Lucas was like, shit, he's good. <laughs> right. I mean, that's literally, that's how it went down. So, so like some random dude, you know, <laughs> they couldn't right. get famous people to do it. So I think now that's why they're having those side characters come in. Because played by big names. Yeah. Played by big names that, oh, let's get, you know, Sedaris to do the, the lady at the cantina. Oh, she's going to do great at that. Or like, let's have Bill Burr be this you know chuckling uh um you know assassin like that would be awesome he would fit perfectly for that like now they can highlight those side characters because they have the clout to ask the names to do it you know Mm -hmm. i think Um, even even some of the stormtroopers have been cameos i think jason sudeikis is one of the stormtroopers who beats up baby yoda oh really yeah yeah i mean because taika taika waititi is uh the assassin droid oh really yeah Oh, I saw his name on the credits and I was wondering where he came in, but now that makes a lot of sense. Who else is big in it? Every, everyone's, I mean, I mean, half of them are buried under prosthetics. Uh, Matt right. Barry, who, who I don't know if you know who he is. He, he's a, like a niche British actor. He's the, one of the droids in Book of Boba Fett. He's got yeah. a very distinct voice. He's on this great show called What We Do in the Shadows, which I highly recommend if you're looking for shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, like g- genuinely, if you're looking for funny shows, What We Do in the Shadows is one of my favorite shows on television. Uh, but that's not relevant to our discussion right now. No, it's all good, man. Um, those cameos are are great fun, and yeah, I'm glad you you finally made the leap because this has <laughs> been. I I love the Mandalorian. Like I said, when, yeah. when I when season two came out, it was there on Wednesdays now, which I disagree with. I think Wednesday's a bad day to because you still got to do stuff the next day. Well, part of the fun with the Fridays was I'd come home from work, I'd watch the Star Wars, I'd have a beer, I'd have dinner, whatever. And that was my night and I could spend the, you know, the next day chilling. Yeah. But it, was, it, was, it, it was so much fun to like have a weekly Star Wars to look forward to. I think like binging is great and, and binging television is great. I should specify that. Uh, don't binge drink or well, binge food or anything. That's kind of what I felt like with the, with binging. It was like, it started to feel a little repetitive because, because he goes to another planet. Okay. Right. It is the same structure every time. This problem solving planet. Okay. At the end of the episode, he's on to the next one. And then, all right, click next episode. All right. On to this planet. Okay. What happens here? He kills this weird worm thing. All right. Next to the next planet. Like it got a little repetitive. I can see how that might not feel that way if you're seeing it once a week, you know? 
I think weekly tell and and weekly television, like even if it is streaming, it stays in the zeitgeist. It stays in the like people talk about it for longer. Hmm. A show. I mean, let's let's take a, a Stranger Things for a, a streaming show that drops the whole season at once. People talk about it for you know the week that it's out, and then people move on to the next thing. But if you've got a consistent weekly, like mm-hmm. people are going to talk about your show, and it's going to get that sort of name. Plus, it was fun to like participate in discussions online that were like ongoing, and you could theorize because you didn't know what was coming next. You couldn't jump ahead to the next episode. Yeah, I wonder if there's a reason why they dropped the whole season. If that spike in interest really big is like somehow better. I don't know. Part of it, I mean, if it's a show they don't plan on like continuing, it's easier to just say, here's your show. We did it. Disney Plus was really the first streaming service I've seen do this weekly streaming model. Mm-hmm. And others have adopted it since, and I, I enjoy it. Just it's, it's nice to have something consistent to look forward to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Netflix doesn't do any of the... Oh, they do do weekly. Occasionally. Some of them they do. Yeah. Not their big shows, though. All their big shows are all at once. Like, yeah, our new season cool. of The Witcher just came out, and I saw a lot of talk about it on Twitter for, like, a week or two weeks, but it's largely died out. But, like, WandaVision, for example, people talk about WandaVision for, you know, two months. Yeah. Which is a pretty good show until it becomes Marvel again. Yeah, I just can't get into that Marvel thing, man. I have fallen off it a little bit. We talked about this. It might have been off the air. We talked about this last episode. I was yeah. so into it for so long and then the pandemic hit and they stopped releasing them every year. It was just like, mm-hmm. and now every time I watch one, it's like, wait, this is nothing. Yeah. This is boring. It's not, it's not even that it's boring because it's, you know, superheroes and explosions and shit. It's just like, it's so generic. And so like, and we're talking about Star Wars, which has made its name and being one story tweaked slightly for 40 years. True. But nothing wrong with that. The hero's journey is the hero's journey. But like the Star Wars universe feels so lived in in a way that like the Marvel universe doesn't. And also you can't insert, you can't like dip your toe in. You have to be all or nothing. Right. Because you can also see yourself as in the Star Wars universe too. Right. Where you can't see yourself in the Marvel universe as much. You know, you're the dude on the street that's like, car just got smashed because spider-man threw the villain into it you know and you're like oh come on man but in star wars you see all these ordinary people all the time you see just the random people in the street or or some you know like it humanizes so well that you're like oh i could envision myself living on that planet and all the main characters are just some guy you know initially luke skywalker i mean luke skywalker has you know his whole past but luke skywalker's just just a guy who gets some yeah. droids. That's the whole reason this all takes off. Anakin Skywalker is just some guy. I mean, he's a slave and whatever, but like, they're all just some guy. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan was abducted by a religious sect at birth and trained in their ways. I but, did not know that. Well, the Jedi. Yeah, but uh, are they going to come out with his movie? Uh, his, he's in a TV show this year. Oh, really? He's in it. Uh, Ewan McGregor's coming back. Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader. Mm. Uh, and apparently he's also going to be in the Ahsoka show, which I'm psyched for because that's Anakin and Ahsoka. Nice. Uh, but wow, we just talked about <laughs> we just talked about Star Wars for an hour, Isaac. We did. That's okay though. Um, 
that's all I really wanted to talk about, to be honest with you. I didn't really have anything on my list. I didn't expect we'd get a whole episode out of it. No, that's all good, dude. I'm really, I'm glad we did. I just, I thought it would be like a, ah, it's good. Yeah. And then we'd move on to, you know, meme review or something, but. We got some time. I mean, we can, we can do whatever, dude. I got nothing. I guess I, I sent you, we'll do one fun story from work. The sticky monster. Yes. Go ahead. We came into the classroom the other day and there were little bits of tape all over the floor. And I very quickly, because we've all been sort of subconsciously measuring this distance for two years now, they were all six feet apart. I could sort of figure that out pretty quickly. Mm. They were measuring to see like if they could fit 16 children, which is how many kids I have uh, six spread out across the room for meals and stuff. uh, Six feet apart. They can't. So it's going to be interesting. Hmm. But the kids were asking about it and I didn't feel like going into like, oh, it's all about COVID. And I didn't want them playing with the tape. So I had to come up with a story that would make them leave the tape alone and also not be COVID. So I came up with this story and I, I do this a lot where I'll sit them down and we've got like a couple minutes and I need them to be quiet. So I'll tell them the story and I'll make it up as I go. And this was the story of the sticky monster, which, and again, this is all me making it up on the spot, like just trying to get to a conclusion. There was an evil wizard who, who, uh, he was tired of people coming to him for help for things because he was a wizard and he could heal their problems. Uh, so he created a giant monster uh, made out of tape. So if people came to him with problems, they'd get stuck to him. And then he would turn the people into toads and eat them. Uh, <laughs> nice. But then there was a good wizard named Gandalf because none of these kids have read Lord of the Rings. And I can say whatever wizard names I want. Today I told the story about Dumbledore. And they, again, had no clue who he was. So this was great who battled the sticky monster and came up. The only thing that could stop the sticky monster was more stickiness. So he left little pieces of tape all over the ground. So if the sticky monster came after him, it would get stuck on the tape and then couldn't hurt anyone. And then he could fight it. And so I said to the kids, like, and to this day, if you see little pieces of tape scattered across the ground, it's protecting the sticky monster. There you go. And I thought this would be like a one-time thing. But weeks later now, children are still like, Mr. Ethan, is the sticky monster going to come get us? (laughs) Like, no, uh, you're okay. I, there was a kid at lunch the other day. I'm Gandalf. Be gone, sticky monster. I was like, oh, no, I've tarnished this kid. Like, he's going to embarrass himself at some point because he'll say something like Gandalf and the sticky monster and people know what he's talking about. But it's just like you say stuff. You know, I, I guess I don't think about the, the I don't want to say the consequences of my actions because it's not really a consequence, but just like the lasting effects of things like that that will you know, these kids are at an age where they're they're retaining things and, and sort of forming memories. And I've talked about like my three little pig story becoming a three little pig story. These guys tell each other like the, right, the, right. the way they say words. And now some bullshit sticky monster is like the new thing that all the kids are talking about. It's just this great power that I and great responsibility. Speaking of Spider-Man that I have to, to figure out how to wield. Yeah, but, you know. I think no harm done. Like you're no, fine. It was worse, you know, it's not like I taught them about, I don't know. I can't think of something bad I would tell kids about. No, it's good, man. When you, when, when you realize that, oh, this is like important. I, I don't know. And, and sometimes those weird off the cuff things just like stick for some reason, especially with kids. They're, they're, impressionable, yeah. you know, I make up some, yeah. I've made up so many bullshit stories. What did I ask them today? Have you ever heard the story? And I paused because I was trying to think what story. And what I said next was, of the very giant birds <laughs> and they were like no so i was like well there were once some very giant i think the giant birds ate rock they, they they ate sheep but they also ate dinosaurs and dinosaurs were sick of getting eaten so they disguised i, I stole the metacrine and meep story which you still have to tell in this podcast 
They oh, disguised God. these rocks. They, they shaved some sheep, put the wool on rocks, and the giant birds ate the rocks and got stomach aches and promised to never eat the dinosaurs again so they didn't get stomach aches anymore. Like, it's just stupid shit that I'll just say to pass the time. Yeah, but that doesn't have the good, the good ending that the other one does. Well, the, the other one I was telling for a reason. This one was just like, we had two minutes before lunch was ready and I didn't sure. want to play Simon Says again. Sure. No, I got you, man. It's always good to have those things up your sleeve. And um, and stories are what little kids need, I think, a lot of the time. and Something they, they can engage with it. Yeah. They ask questions. That's, also, that's how they learn, too, I think. That's how they, like, absorb most of their knowledge is through storytelling. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Uh, I, te- I don't think I texted you anything. You texted me nothing. Two episodes in a row. I've carried this whole thing, damn it. Actually, I texted you. I texted you nothing last time. Dude, so I guess I should. If talk. I didn't watch The Mandalorian, you wouldn't have had anything to talk about. Yeah. It's later over there than it is here, huh? It's 9:40 p.m. here. <sighs> but it's a Friday night, so no rules. No rules on a Friday. I'm gonna night. party hard. I've had a single beer, and I think I'm gonna go to bed pretty quick after this because <laughs> I'm very tired. Well, this is my Monday night, so I, I got to go to work in the morning, but that's okay. Oh, I know what else I wanted to talk about. Ice. Ice walking. Ice walking. Yeah, walking on lakes. I just Well, just ice in general. I think it's so funny that like there's a specific walk you have to do on ice to not fall on it. And it's not something anyone ever teaches you, but everyone sort of like figures it out if they live near ice. Yeah. Because I walk everywhere, right? And so for some reason, no one salts the sidewalks around here. So there's so much ice and I've almost fallen like eight times. I felt almost, I almost fell six times today on my lunch break. Did you but, know that the, the salt that they put on sidewalks and on streets and stuff can actually hurt the paws of, of animals of like, like dogs and stuff taking off for a walk. It like burns their, like burns their feet. So don't salt sidewalks people. It doesn't sand do the same thing. Can't sand like melt ice. Well, it doesn't really melt the ice. It, it kind of just creates more f- friction um that's what like the state of vermont does instead of like new york does salt vermont does sand because they don't want to ruin the uh when it messes with plants too right yeah freshwater ecosystem in the watershed and stuff well they got to do something because i i have almost fallen so many times oh you got to do something you got to get ice spikes or, or little cleats to put on your shoes or i could just continue doing this little walk where you waddle yeah, little and take little baby steps uh however when i'm running late for work and i have to move quickly it does look kind of ridiculous as i'm like furiously shuffling forward uh <laughs> down the sidewalk i'm gonna get you like a little old woman with her walker that's it's the same style of walk uh but i haven't fallen once i've almost i've i've like lost i've slipped so much this winter but i have not fallen once i'm getting very good at like the the snap upward to like right. balance yourself out the reflex and back i've i've lately been just uttering out a single just like fuck every time it happens like in <laughs> in time with my slipping and i have to stop because my like my kids w- drive past me as i walk to work uh, i guess it's winter the windows will be closed but i don't want them to hear me saying a swear yeah so do you remember in high school or in boy scouts when we did uh broom ball oh yeah no broom ball but we played it in the gym right not with scouts yeah we did what gym at scouts was there Oh, over at the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. We play it across the street at the Boys and Girls Club. Now, the intention of the game is to actually play it on ice without skates. 
What? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. And I did that this winter. Um, for Christmas, I hung out with one of my friends, and he lives on a pond and uh, or really a lake. And uh, his dad scraped off the, the ice, and we had a rink and official broom ball branded sticks, mind you. What is it? What is, describe an official broom ball? Because what I'm picturing is like the little foam. See, different. See, our our scouts had like they were like PVC, and they had like a pillow wrapped in duct tape on the end of it. But then we had like a higher duty one, higher quality one in gym class, which was like just foam on the end of a stick. Right. Yeah, we did have better ones at gym class. Anyway, tell me about this official broomball league equipment. They're like hockey stick, right? Hockey stick top, but the bottom is like a rubber, like foot that's like this big like as huh. big as your hand kind of rubber little like duck foot thing you could like hurt like it's not foam man like it, it is hard rubber which means it like sticks to the ice so you can like push things really well with it and use it to like stop yourself oh hell yeah but you don't wear skates so you're like shuffling around doing that <laughs> doing that penguin shuffle all the way around uh trying to get the ball and and uh it was very fun it's, it's been a while since I've played ball. It's essentially floor hockey with weird sticks, right? More or less. Yeah. yeah. And from what I remember, we didn't have any other rules except for that. Yeah, floor hockey with sticks. What do you use on? Is it just like a rubber ball on ice too? Uh. Or is it like a broom ball branded puck or ball? No, I we guess didn't, we we didn't have a broom ball branded ball. I'm sure there is though, but uh, it was just like a regular rubber ball. Little orange. Like foam, actually, yeah. But you could hit it and it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt if you're the goalie, you know. Um, God, I used to I I earned myself a nickname in middle school gym class of the human wall because I got hit oh so much with so many balls, like over really? and over and over. Yeah, I was like I don't know what it was, but I would just like take it to the chest or like the shoulder or something. <laughs> and Jeez, just man. and I I mean it worked in the favor of my team a lot because I'd save it, but I'd be like I'd have bruises because I just kept getting wet. Because, you know, the kids we had gym class with, they were not gentle. Yeah. They were whipping it. That's so funny. Because you picture me now, you know, there's no way I would be able to take any of that. Dude, we should play a broom ball. It'd be great. The two of us? Broom ball? No, like... Get like, a, get, a, get, a get a group going. together? Yeah. Get all the old... <laughs> have you ever seen the, the movie Grown Ups? I haven't. When they get their basketball team, it's a bunch of like the the old like. It's Adam Sandler, right? Adam Sandler and I don't know who, those other that other generation of comedians. I think Bill Burr is even in it. Maybe he's not. But Probably he's he's part of that generation of comedians. Yeah, they get together and like reunite their their childhood basketball team and face off against the hometown rivals that are also old men and yeah. Um, it's good though, but that uh, sounds fun. Yeah. That would be fun getting the gang back together and, and brooming some ball. Well, next time we're we're in town, you know. Oh, next time we're all in town together. Do you mean like <laughs> our ten-year high school reunion, dude? It'd be epic. Is that a thing? Ten years? I think so. Is that the first one they do? That's coming up. No. Twenty sixteen. It's only a couple years away. No. Yeah. Twenty twenty six will be ten years. That's four years from now. Yeah, that's that's four. That's a little over halfway. I I guess come. I guess time has sort of lost its meaning to me. Coming up, coming up could mean anything. It's just two more pandemics away. <laughs> oh, <Like>. oh. 
Well, think. I mean, this thing's been two years. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to think about it. I've tried not yeah. to think about it. Everything. I watched a Star Trek episode last night, which promised to be a like fun alien first contact thing. But what it actually was is these characters come back from a mission and start coughing and have to quarantine, but they don't know anything about this virus, so they start dying. And then one of the characters breaks quarantine, and that's like a whole tension thing because everyone's like, "We gotta stop the spread." And it's like, "Fuck, I don't want to watch this." That is that is too close to home. And the only they couldn't find a cure, and they died. And then the aliens had to go inside their brains and fix it. So. Oh you know maybe that's that that's what we need we need aliens to go in and... that is intense man there's a wild amount of plague storylines in sci-fi and fantasy i think it's it's honestly probably a very old story like n- even before sci-fi and fantasy i think it's like a natural human fear i mean that 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 would take you out right that can... right when when you see half your tribe die of some disease that comes in be it the bubonic plague or ones we probably don't even know or have a name for that happened thousands of years ago that are frozen on the ice that is quickly melting at all over the planet right let's see the ice man's gonna bring it back um you know that's a story that you're gonna tell for a long time you know but i never took any notice of it until now and now it's like i mean obviously right because like we hadn't lived through one but I'm like so hypersensitive to it now. I was watching Doctor Who from like, oh no, I'm yawning. No, I'm sorry. Ah! Sorry, listeners. I hope you all also just yawned. Uh, That's how it goes. But like, I rewatched the whole modern series of Doctor Who after we graduated college. And there's like eight episodes in the first four seasons where there's a plague storyline and everyone's got a quarantine. That's like a large part of the drama. And it is a much different type of tension now than it was when i first watched it well i was just about to say it makes natural tension like it's a it's a story that is naturally stressful i just want escapism when i watch my dumb sci-fi i want to escape my worries not have them reinforced star wars hasn't done that yet so here's hoping i wonder if we were people that had experienced war if we'd feel the same about the ones that are about war you know, that's true because we had... we're, we're too young to really i mean we we the only war we lived through was sort of its height was when we were too young to take any notice of it but also we didn't serve we weren't like... i say the only war the only u.s involved war right we we weren't like in that country with right exactly being a refugee like we, we extreme privilege when it comes this to is really the first this is the first you know true monumental hardship like collectively that we've and we get to sit inside and watch netflix and yeah okay we, i i we we come we continue to be you know immensely you know what privileged. i'm saying like yeah oh like, yeah and so it tweaks us a little bit when we see a pandemic episode of a sci-fi film that we get to sit on our fluffy couch and like have the privilege of watching you know which is fair that makes sense sure yeah it's weird to to see that but also i think like i don't know i was thinking about that when it came to like the empire and to take it back to the Mandalorian and like the refugees and the like just destruction of a planet and like that type of stuff is like, whoa, like, dang, I haven't had to be a refugee. I don't know what that would be like. I certainly hate that weird empire dude. That's talking about how it was good that they killed all those people. And man, he really reminds me of a Nazi right now. But like, I feel like that's the thing that the Star Wars movie is leaning more, shows you more of the impact right. of the Empire, yeah. the, the 
the slavery and the refugees and like the that type of stuff like they make the everyday more real of like oh look at that funny character that like you know that guy but also they make that more real too which is interesting to see with with the privileged spot that you're at sitting on your couch but i wonder if for some people that doesn't tweak them in the similar way that we get tweaked when we see the pandemic thing you know something to think about yeah oh absolutely and you're right i don't know i don't i don't have a whole lot to add you, you've sort of touched on all the points no you're good, I, I do agree with i kind of went off on a rant there but uh i mean i went off on a, a rant about the dark saber and about uh kyber crystals so i think your rant <laughs> might be a little little more well-intentioned <laughs> yeah no, that's all good what do you think should we oh, hop yeah. in the uh the sonic shower that's from star trek I picked this one out today. I, I did some legwork beforehand. Going to Blockbuster and picking out a movie was just as fun as watching the movie. Yeah. We had a Blockbuster in our hometown. Did you, did you, I'm sure you went. I did, I remember. But I also remember my parents being very specific about what movies they wanted to pick out. You know? That's no fun. You gotta go, you gotta go without a movie in mind. You gotta just. Yeah. Let the spirit take. I remember wandering around the store for hours and hours. not hours. <laughs> I shouldn't say hours. It was not the big of a store, but like just like seeing where the the night took me. And, and but, they had that popcorn there too. There was like a big bucket of like kettle corn. And you put oh, the I whole bucket. It was like it was like especially popcorn, but it was a bag. But the bag was in the bottom of a paper bucket. So you put the the bag and the bucket in the microwave, and it would pop into the bucket. So like the bag would expand and open as it popped. Nice. You have suddenly a bucket of popcorn. I don't think that translates. The reason I picked this one is because I saw it and I agreed with it. But I also don't think it translates to scrolling Netflix. Or no, scrolling through Netflix to find something sucks. Right, is the least terrifying. fun. Because you have to, like, it, it, it's... It, it's like digging through a filing cabinet to find, like, not a specific... You're just trying to find a file that's interesting. Whereas Blockbuster, it's all presented to you on right. easily accessible shelves. You're not scrolling through menus. You're not, like... And also the the discs, the the CD DVD cases at Blockbuster didn't scream at you when you accidentally looked at them for too long. <laughs> That's true. And even like no platform has that user interface. Exciting. No. Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix. Their their user interfaces are all trash. Disney Plus is probably the most pleasant to like look at, but it, I think it's because it's rounded. The windows are rounded. Oh, okay. But, but it is so navigating. It sucks so bad. They all suck, man. But Blockbuster yeah. was so much fun to go pick out a movie, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, that's something that will never, like, that, that will never come back. That'll never be something. Well. I think you think? Good. Digital media largely is, is I mean, I'm, I'm a purveyor, but I think everyone should buy, if, if you like a movie a lot, you should get a Blu-ray of it. You should get a DVD of it, a 4K, whatever. Do you get a 4K, 4K hard copy? Yeah. In a, in a Blu-ray? Yeah. Well, you need a 4K player, which they sell. Also, you have like a, new, uh, I think the new Xbox, the new PlayStation, and 4K players. If you don't have a 4K TV, it's not gonna. I mean, it's not gonna make any difference. Yeah. You need 4K everything. Like, I, I could get a 4K disc and play it right now. My TV's HD. It's not gonna show anything in 4K. It'll show everything in HD. Right, but, but it's a 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, which is separate. So a 4K Blu-ray player would play 4K discs, would play regular Blu-ray discs, and probably would play DVDs, I think. I don't know for sure. 
Okay. But a regular Blu-ray player would play DVDs and Blu-rays, but not 4K. Right, right. Gotcha. I, I could go into I could go off into a rabbit hole about uh, physical media if you want. I looked I I was playing a DVD on my laptop a couple years ago and noticed that it looked very like a little fuzzy. It's because DVDs aren't actually in HD. So when they're played on an HD player, they have to stretch the image to fit. So H full HD is considered 1080p, 1080 pixels. But DVDs right. don't have the storage space for that. So DVDs are 720p, which is like pseudo HD. But right. when you stretch that image, a 720p image to a 1080 display, I mean, you're oh. stretching things out and it looks muddy. Little known fact. Not little known, okay. I mean, it's, it's pretty... I, I, this was a deep, deep rabbit hole I fell into one night. Interesting. Um... Next one is Harry Potter was way too emotionally stable for a kid that was raised by people who hated him. Raised and abused by people who hated him. Right, like literal abuse. Man. Like starved and and emotionally traumatized and I think physically beaten. I was locked in a cabinet. Man. Locked in, yeah, like the he should have been a mess. Yeah. In the play, not that the play is canon or anything, but in the play he's like abusive toward his son a little bit. Oh really? Yeah. Dang, that's uh. But it might be in an aborted timeline, so I'm not sure. What? All right, we we, we already dropped. Oh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> I, I very, I've tried to like. We need, we need to end it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to find a shot thought that's not gonna get me down a rabbit hole quick. Uh, 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 um. People never disclose when it's their first rodeo, but always eager to inform you when it's not. Damn. Say my first rodeo, kid. All right. I want to hear about people's first rodeos. We're not talking about rodeos. We're ending the okay. show. Okay. I guess if we're not going to talk about rodeos, that makes me the rodeo clown, huh? It's been... <laughs> it's been too long. Thank no, you for coming to... It's been a great episode. Yeah, this, is not, this is a solid one. Thank you for coming to our episode of uh, Star Wars Talk. We, uh, we're big fans here. Uh, Star Wars and Harry Potter tangents. <laughs> Jar Jar Forever and all that. Um, you, you can find us, uh, leave us a review, leave us a rating on iTunes or, or not iTunes, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Stitch Fix or, you know, wherever you leave your uh, the reviews. Pod bay. The Pod Bay. Pod uh, Bay. Actually, if you go on Spotify, you can leave reviews now and it would be awesome to have some on there. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can send us emails. If you've got thoughts on The Mandalorian or if you feel very strongly that Boba Fett you know, should have stayed in the Sarlacc or anything like that. <laughs> uh, you can email us those thoughts at nocondomentsandgmail.com. If you want to tweet us any dank memes or, you know, you've got pictures of Boba Fett in the Sarlacc that you feel passionate about. I don't know why this is what I've settled on for our fun bit is Sarlacc Fett. It's all um, good. Uh, you can tweet those at us at, at ketchupcast, ketchup spelled like condiment. Uh, if you want to send us any Republic credits, there's a link at the bottom of the description. See what I did there? It's relevant. It's topical. Uh, yeah, anything else, Isaac? No, that's it, man. May the Force be with you. And also with you. Amen. <laughs> that's what you have to say after that. <laughs>